You're listening to The Heart of It Podcast. My name is Sam Smeltzer, and I'm an HR intuitive and healer. In this podcast, we'll chat about what the industry of human resources can make possible for people and our organizations. In each episode, we'll have raw conversation around inner development and organizational culture change to create a working world where both people and organizations thrive. Thank you for listening. Now let's get this episode started. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Heart of It podcast. I'm so grateful that you're taking time out of your busy day, evening, to listen to this episode. It means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your love and support. Today and next week, I'm going to join you for some one-on-one conversation to unpack my connected canvases also known as vision boards. Um, As we've kind of heard over the last two weeks with a little bit of lighter conversation, I call my vision board a connected canvas. I have a completely different view. Uh, I shouldn't say completely different, but uh, it varies from the majority that's out there from a vision of goals to creating essentially a map of landmarks that let us know that we are living our life and the year to come aligned with our connected path. And that's something that I'm very, very passionate about is I believe it's not so much about the destination, but the journey. And we're making decisions every day about that journey. And we want to live in alignment, we want to live in vibration with the path that we were always meant to walk this path full of intention, this path that allows us to send out these powerful ripples into the world. And so I say all that because the connected canvas is this map of that path for the coming year. And that's that's how these vision boards have transformed over the last five years since we've been doing this event. When I started, I just knew that the visual images from my graduate work was really powerful. Um, As I started to integrate that with my spiritual studies, the combination was the connected canvas and really realizing how powerful of a tool this can be. This is one of the number one exercises that I use with coaching clients when we have no idea where to start. We have no idea what our intuition is guiding us or saying to us, and it is images Uh, through this process that we use every year to create these connected canvases on Vision Day, Vision Fest, that we are able to see and finally hear and listen and know um, things that have always been there. So I do two canvases every year, um, and you might think this is a little bit contradictory uh, to what I teach because I, I, I... say for us passionate professionals, it's really hard to separate work from life because they blend. And that's absolutely true. But there is also an absolutely, absolutely needed balance between self and our work. Um, 
and I really like to say between self and work, self-care. So my personal board is really about when I need to make sure that I show up at my best. And when I can show up at my best, that's when I can be of most service to do the work that shows up on my professional board. So next week we'll be unpacking the work. (laughs) Today we're unpacking the path that I need to go through to evolve the way that I needed to in 2020. Now we all know that 2020 was not what we expected. Many of us thought that this was going to be an epic, epic year. And it is, in a way, epic and very historical. I'm sure we will not forget it unless there's going to be another year that tops it. Uh, And my year was no different. Um, So... I think the way I'm going to unpack this is talk about the images that are a little more obvious and then get into the ones that are a little more cryptic per se. Uh, I routinely have animals show up on my board. So you can go back a couple of episodes and years and you'll routinely see animals showing up on my boards. What I have come to rely on animal imagery for is for it to share with me messages that I need to hear, but I'm not ready to accept that they possibly might be coming when I'm creating the board. So for example, um, if there's something that I'm just not ready to hear (laughs) and there would be a literal image uh, that I could find that would speak to it, um, I might resist finding that image. And I actually kind of believe that when I do this process, we, we engage in a a step called intuitive collecting uh, when we use magazines and going through visual images. Uh, And I really do believe that I probably resist and more than likely pause at images that share the literal meaning that these animals share, uh, but refuse, refuse to include them on my board. And so since I refuse to include them on my board, um, the animals start to speak and show up and, um, There's something just okay about putting an animal on a board and saying, he feels good there. I don't know why, but I feel like he needs to be there and I'm, I'm okay with that in my creative process. So that's how animals have been, uh, used for me year after year. And they have revealed some really interesting messages. And I'll tell you how I do that here. If you've read my newest book, The HR Intuitive, it was one of the lessons in there. Um, and so now you kind of know, you know, all the secrets. It's so, uh, complicated and, and, uh, a very intricate process that I used to uncover these messages, but we'll get, we will get to that in a moment. So let's talk about some of the literal images. The first ones I want to talk about are um, the ones that are on opposite corners. So the top right and the bottom left. So you have an image of winter um, and an image of a woman walking in water. So one of my greatest uh, lessons and evolutions that has come out of 2020, uh, there was a primer set in 2019 and then a full acceptance that happened in 2020 was embracing uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, my personality, my element personality of water. I really tried very hard to believe that my element personality was fire um, and in in 2020, and I really believe it was January in 2020, we had a uh, class session and this was the topic. 
And I had this really powerful moment with one of my peers who shared uh, why she saw me as a water element. Um, and the way that she described me um, brought almost tears to my eyes. I was so emotionally moved because it was like she saw the depths of my soul. I felt so exposed, but then so loved at the same time. And that's when I realized that that is my true personality. And there's these these pieces that make me special. They're my differences that I need to celebrate. Um, and that was something that really started to waken up for me uh, in the, waken up with, in me during the year. The other images, um, we're going to lump them together. So we have up in the top left corner, it's a bunch of watches or clocks. Underneath it is a family table with two hands holding, like in prayer. And then on the bottom right corner is children <laughs> uh, creating at home and basically making a mess. That's how I view it. Um the first thing is uh, I have come all year, I keep saying this over and over and over again with the pandemic, um, that we got this gift of time with the stay at home quarantine. Life literally paused. And I know it didn't do that for all of us. And I uh, am in, in such awe and gratitude for those who were essential workers and had to show up every day. And your life was very, very different than what I lived through in 2020. And your outcomes are probably just as powerful in a different manner. For myself, the stay-at-home mandate required that I be home with my family and allowed me to really shut off large parts of the outside world. There just was less demand of me. Um, especially when I finished teaching for the semester at the college, things just calmed down. And I got to experience the stillness that I absolutely love and adore. But instead of just a few moments of it, I had days and weeks of it. In addition to that, uh, the, the picture with the, the, the children creating, we had virtual school. So this gift of being home with my kids every single day. And because there was less of life demanding on me, I was able to spend more time with them and be with them um, and do some really cool things. I was just looking at pictures from the spring um, and like Maddie and I helped build her like a life-size robot. We did some really cool art projects. Um, I just had a really good time uh, and I was grateful for that, for that opportunity. Um, it made you also realize how how often we take time for granted that we just always assume that that opportunity is going to be there. And we don't, we don't know that. And in fact, that's the other gift that the pandemic provided is that a reality that nothing is guaranteed. Life is not guaranteed. Um, life as we know it is not guaranteed. Uh, and that was a powerful lesson to, to reckon with. The other image that is here uh, is books. And one of the big conclusions that I came to in 2020 and accepting is that not only am I a writer, 
but I want to keep writing books. I wrote the HR Intuitive uh, during the stay-at-home mandate. The big bulk of it was done there. It was released in 2020. I think that's 100% on purpose and intentional because those messages, I think, need to be heard right now. Um, I'm now working on the HR Healer and hopes to have it out in the spring of 2021. And I have plans for two more books coming out um, after that. And, and I don't see that stopping. I think every time that I finish a book, there's going to be another book that comes to mind. And it's kind of incredible to just know that I kind of have a stack of books. I mean, I've released three now. The stack that's on the vision board has um, a total of six. And I am in the process of working on three more. So I, I have the vision of the HR healer, uh, the heart diagnosis, and then there is going to be a third after that. But those, uh, so there's six that are basically are in this series um, that I just had no idea. So that about covers most of the obvious images that are on my board. The one that I haven't talked about are these candles that are on the bottom in the center. And I have to be honest, um, up until probably this morning, I did not really know what these candles meant. Um, I kept looking at them and counting the number if it was years or representing my birthday or somebody's birthday or an anniversary or a celebration. And I just could not put it all together. Um, and then this morning I was working on the HR healer, actually writing one of the chapters and I was writing a portion on passion and I want to read to you what I wrote about passion. So here's what I wrote. Passion. I am an HR practitioner who helps individuals find their passion. And once they are found, I help them find ways to keep that fire burning brightly. Passion and fire are truly one in the same. Now when I think of passion, I cannot help but think of the fire-making challenges used for tiebreakers in the popular reality TV show, Survivor. The amount of practice and skill it takes to create fire at will in nature is an art. Passion is no different. Our passion is not sustainable unless we tend to it, yet we can only tend to it if we have the right skills. The lessons to sustain passion come from the greatest fire of all, the fire that is within. The fire resides in the heart, lying dormant until triggered to be released. Take a moment and think about your most passionate moments. What did your body physically experience during the event? If you were able to pause and check in during the moment, you'd more than likely describe it as the rising of heat in your body. Specifically more like a warmth that begins in the center of the chest and gradually builds towards the brain. Once the warmth rises to the top of the head, you may have you may have even begun to feel a bit lightheaded or even spacey. This is the wave of passion that we experience countless times throughout our lives. For most of us, the passion is spontaneous and unsustainable. We are at its mercy, either longing for or fully immersed in its presence. This blurb really hit home for me. I mean, obviously that makes sense. You know, when I'm writing, it's from personal experience. I am guinea pig numero uno when it comes to this work. And when I think about it, that is, you know, I relied so much on passion being my guiding light rather than seeing it as being this powerful force of change and not tending to it. 
Um, and so even when I talked about my acceptance of my water element personality and before thinking that I was a fire, because I would think about these passionate moments, these passionate releases, which in fact are a lot of my books, is logging these passionate moments and these outrages and these thoughts. These are those those peaks as my uh, heart fire gets activated and I release. And what I found this year is that balance and tending to that flame, not letting it just rage on and then go out, but being able to tend to it and make it be this, this beautiful warmth, uh, and create that fire with a intention in mind allows me to be so much more powerful when I can use my passion in that fashion. And so those candles represent passion. They represent my heart fire and the, the beautiful thing about it is I thought tending to it or calming it was making it less impactful. And this image on my board shows me the collective of those moments and how they create one big flame, one bright light. Um, And that's a real powerful imagery for me. So almost this reminder of the self-care that maybe I've been resisting and arguing because it's going to hurt my ability to do the work that I love. So the other, the, the other board that we're going to talk about next week, when in actuality, it's making it so much more powerful and sustain, sustainable and less spontaneous and positioning me to be my best self. So that's a great image to transition to start talking about the animals because the animals, um, obviously, we get a little more mystical here in what these messages share. Uh, So there's four animals on my board this year. There's a fox, a peacock, a hawk, um, and an image that I don't know if it is or not, but it reminds me of a morning dove. And so that's the way that I'm going to interpret it. there's a new website that I found, which is worldbirds.org, which does not sound like it would have symbolism meetings, but it does. And I've really, really enjoyed it. I've been using it a lot for research for the HR healer, um, talking about symbolism of some animals that we have in that book. But I say this because when I do research on what these animals mean on my board, the way that I do it is a good old fashioned Google search, type in spiritual meaning or symbolism of a fox. And I read through whatever articles pop up that kind of catch my eye. And I'm scanning and listening intuitively to find a line or two that stand out to me to let me know that here is the message that you need. Um, so we'll start with the fox. Uh, I think it's important to share with the fox that at the beginning of 2020, um, my marriage was kind of in a rough spot. Um, we did not know if we were going to be together or apart. We were in the process of processing that. Um, and I, I was really emotionally in a rough place, um, when I was actually making these boards, Um, I was very numb and disassociated and um, heartbroken and angry. I was just all kinds of things all throughout January. 
and so I just kind of trusted the creation process. So this is the first time where I would say that I was not, I enjoyed creating my boards. It was a nice kind of getaway, but I was, I was very much lost. Um, and just going through the motions in a sense. So the Fox, the, the, the phrasing that I found that resonate with me is, says that there are tales that discuss how the Fox guided so many in matters of marriage and choosing life partners. In 2020, I, I had the incredible blessing of an individual coming into my life that serves as a counselor, as a friend, um, and has done so for me and my husband and help guide us through the matters of marriage and choosing life partners. Um, so choosing if we want to be together for the rest of our lives and what that looks like. Um, and so the Fox on my vision board, I, I believe wholeheartedly right now, as I'm reflecting back, represents a literal person that was going to show up that I had no idea was going to, um, and actually ended up showing up in February fairly early and is still, still around. And I am incredibly blessed. So simple manifestation landmark. Let's move on to the peacock. So the phrase that really stood out to me was represent the liberation of the human soul. So the peacock represents the liberation of the human soul. Um, I definitely went through a lot of awakening, uh, this past year. Uh, the HR intuitive, I think is proof of that. In fact, I think, um, if you read that book, um, the book is really near and dear to my heart. I'm sharing things that I never spoken out loud to people, um, in a raw, authentic way, um, and trusting that they needed to be in there. It was a great <laughs> exercise of sharing, about yourself to your spouse. So as I was writing the book, my husband learned things that I have never shared in the 16 years that we have been together. Um, so there was this definite liberation, this wanting to be who I, who I am, not who others want me to be. That's kind of been the path that I've, I've been really embracing right now. But the other thing that really comes to mind, you think of a peacock and you think of the feathers and the flamboyance of it all. Um, I guess it's been oh, close to two years now um, that I got my first tattoo. And I think I shared about that either on the podcast or in a blog post. I'm not sure. Um, but I got my first uh, tattoo. My best friend, Mary Rose, took me for my birthday. And it's a unicorn. It's on my left forearm inside and it has the word worthy. Um, and it, it's really is a powerful reminder for me. And that started a kind of tradition that my body now has several reminders. Uh, and it's not even a, a month ago, I went for my latest tattoo, which was my largest, uh, most detailed tattoo that really truly was a representation of the liberation of my human soul. And it was, it was funky. It was 120% me and it's adorable. Um, and it has Yoda in it and Power Rangers, which are just hints of things from my childhood that 
resonate with me, but then I locked away in a weird way because I didn't like to process why those things resonate with me, which have a lot to do with the HR intuitive. Um, but I think about these tattoos and I, I remember as I was getting my tattoo and it was not comfortable as I was experiencing the discomfort, always asking myself, why am I doing this? You know, if it, if it hurts, why am I doing this? Um, and my husband who hates needles, he asked me that too. And it really is this, this capturing and this monumental moment of this evolution that I'm going through of, of awakening. Um, so it's really kind of cool. Okay. The third animal is the hawk. Here's a phrasing that I pulled. They represent honesty and clear vision. It indicates that you should clear your mind, checking up on you and messengers. I kind of like cut that up, but basically when you see them flying around, they're checking up on you and then they're messengers. Routinely, I've only seen hawks. Um, when I see them flying in the same direction that I'm heading, they uh, always, it always told me that I was getting the message that I'm going in the right direction or I'm not alone. So that checking up on you um, is definitely resonated with me. But this whole idea about honesty and clear vision, that you should clear your mind, I think definitely a big trend in 2020 was me removing expectations of others that was put on myself and being really honest and clear about what I want. Uh, whether that's what I want personally, what I want professionally, but really creating boundaries and rules and painting the picture of what what's next looks like for me. Um, and so that was really something I was going through. I just had the combination of some personal things that just happened that gave me a window to really start to be honest with myself. What did I like? What did I not like? What do I need as a human being to be successful? And who uh, adds to that? Who detracts from that? And what boundaries do I have to put in place to make sure that I sustain that? And and I uh, am no longer clouding my judgment by people pleasing or giving everything away. So, um, yeah. And last but not least, the good old morning dove, which morning doves have routinely always spoken to me when I am pushing myself, I'm stressed out and I'm not taking care of myself. And so there's a phrase that I found that says, uh, to be a call to seek and find inner peace. These reminders to take a moment for yourself, take care of yourself. Um, and that's just a general theme that we saw throughout the board. And in fact, um, I think, yes, he was flying over between the winter scene to the fire scene. Um, and so this winter is the uh, season of the element of water, which is this time of solitude and self-care and I am starting to like get to a place where I think that we should actually literally be hibernating in winter um, and then shifting to fire. You know, when my passion comes out, 
I have a tendency to just jump from passion project to passion project to passion project and feed off of that hyped up energy and I need to find a balance in between. So I think it's really kind of cool how that morning dove happened to be just right in the center of those two images, which represent pieces of my personality that I kind of balance back and forth in between. So that was my uh, personal vision board, uh, connected canvas, my personal connected canvas for 2020. I feel really good about it and I knew that it was speaking powerful things. Um, and it's interesting because some people <laughs> make these boards and they will um, stare at them every single day. Their boards will vibrate with them and resonate with them. So, so they know that they're correct. <laughs> I guess if you want to say that, or in alignment is better, that they're in alignment with their path, yet they can't specifically articulate what every image means. Um, I could not either. There's a couple that are always obvious sometimes. I shouldn't say that always obvious because sometimes they're not. There's sometimes I have made a board and you have to do a little bit of digging and paying attention. For example, like those candles, I, I mean, I didn't go and, and research symbolism of candles, which I guess I could do. Here, let's do live, live Google search to see what, if anything, comes up. But as... Um, as I was um, looking at it, like I just started paying attention. I knew that I was going to be unpacking this. I knew I was going to do this episode and um, I was working on my book and all of a sudden it just all came together. But like the animals, if there's animals, if there's specific flowers or images of objects, um, you want to, you want to do a little bit of research in whatever way that you feel called. And I think that's different um, in every way. Like I I believe that you could have images of the forest on your connected canvas and you need to go out and spend some time in nature to hear what the message is. So quick Google search and it says, under symbolism of candles, the candle symbolizes light in the darkness of life, especially individual life, illumination. It is the symbol of holy illumination, holy illumination of the spirit of truth lit in times of death. They signify the light in the next world and they represent Christ as the light, purification and cleansing closely related. So I could pull a couple of things from that. I mean, purification and cleansing. I routinely all year said about returning to my pure self, spirit of truth, getting to my true voice. Um, the spiritual practice, which is embedded in that, has been a huge thing for me as well. So even a quick search like that could have led me down a reflection. So I think that sometimes there is a myth out there that the board just randomly delivers the answers. Um, not all the time. No, not all the time. And mine has also these gentle whispers. So for example... Um, there's an image of two people holding hands and just taking the time and doing those small acts of love. I need that reminder because um, I like to brush through those very quickly. There's a watermelon and berries and asparagus and some cucumber. Um, I've been feeling very called to eat more so plant-based uh, than um, the meats and animal byproducts. And that's, that's 
a gentle reminder that yes, that's right. Keep going that way. Um, so it's just interesting how it all kind of comes together. So I want to thank you so much for listening to me as I unpack my 2020. And I hope that it perhaps took you on a little mini revisit of your 2020 and what you're walking away with. And if you have a vision board that you made last year, take a look at it, get curious, um, do a little bit of research. And I always, uh, this is one of my favorite things to do with Vision Fest. I love to see the vision boards and to talk to people and help you uncover what might be on there. And I also love to work with people to create those vision boards. Um, And as you know, as we shared in the last two weeks, this year, first ever, we're going to be virtual live. We're going to have limited spots in the office if people want to come. We already have tons of people signing up for the 7 p.m. create session on January 29th, that Friday. It's going to be really, really awesome. It's going to be live. I didn't not know if I would be able to capture the magic of Vision Fest online. And I'm confident that we are. And I think it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful evening of creating. So make sure that you get your tickets and you learn more. Leadershipisart.com slash vision hyphen fest. And um, yeah, until next week, I will uh, talk to you then. Take care. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. I am so excited to formally invite you to come create your connected canvas at Vision Fest 2021, happening on Friday, January 29th in 2021. We have three incredible create sessions available for you to attend live, virtually or in person. In person, all social distancing precautions will be taken to make sure that it is a safe space where you can engage in the community at a social distance. We are offering sessions at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Virtually attend from anywhere. If neither of those options work for you, download our DIY kit. Find out more at leadershipisart.com forward slash vision hyphen fest. See you there.